little wolf mother get you going at 11 a.m. on a dreary Monday morning. Yo, did Daylight Savings kick your ass a little bit this morning? No. Man, uh, we rarely have to set an alarm at our place because the girls come in and just wake us up. Uh-huh. Shelby came in. My oldest came in at 740. She's got to be at school at 8. <laughs> uh, you didn't get up? Nah, I mean, we, we made it happen, but there was a lot of scrambling. It was a scramble drill for sure, a little fire drill. Right now, we're going to get to the BetQL guest line, talk to our friend, Mr. Mike Phillips from Richmond, Virginia. Sports betting has come to Maryland. Don't place that first bet without checking with BetQL. BetQL analyzes every game to find you the most profitable betting opportunities. Get three free days of BetQL access by downloading the BetQL app, visiting BetQL.com. Philly, 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 how do you do, buddy? Oh, yeah, scramble drill all over, baby. That's uh, That was our morning, too. <laughs> Same for you. Dude, I'm telling you, like, you mess up a, a child's, what is it, a circadian rhythm? It, it gets we, all whacked. We, well, it we like had it was a, the, the parents that were the ones messed up. <laughs> <laughs> we, we had a wedding this weekend, so that the cousins were in from Seattle. Oh. So, so they were up, they were up all night all weekend anyway. So we had, we had no chance. Yeah, you're all you're all screwed up. You got time zones and daylight savings. Now, as a as a show, I don't want to speak for Brian, but I, I think I will. Um, we are pro daylight savings time because if you're on the air till two o'clock in the District of Columbia, pretty damn hard to finish around a round of golf during the non daylight savings time period. But after daylight savings hits, pretty much good to go. Yeah. Hey, if you want to give me a wristband or a bumper sticker or something on the yeah, that daylight strong, whatever we're doing daylight here, uh, you know. <laughs> I like that. Um, so, well, speaking of things that got done over the weekend, Deron Payne got paid. What do you make of the new contract for the defensive tackle? I think it's fair. Uh, you know, we always talk about the guaranteed money being what matters. I'm sure you guys have said the same. It's it's a three year deal worth a little more than twenty million each year, and. Uh, that that's a fair market rate uh, that it's what he's earned. It's what he deserves. Uh, it's what the team needs. And I don't think it cripples them in any sort of financial sense in terms of going out and doing what they need to do. Uh, so I, I think it's fair for the player, fair for the team. I, I'm going to call it a win-win. Uh, were you shocked that it got done that quickly? I know, but I, I already said, I think it was the best move. It was a great move. Nothing but praise for him. But I still was like, whoa, they got this done that quick? I was really surprised uh, that that it happened under current ownership. Um, I I thought for sure they were going to kick all major decisions uh, into the future, into new ownership. Um, You know, it it speaks well of how they've managed this process. And certainly Ron and Jason have both told us a million times it's business as usual. They've been told to do everything they need to do and to to land Eric Bieniemy and then get to Ron Payne signed, I, I think is a real endorsement that this group has stayed focused, has handled its business, has been allowed to do what they need to do. Uh, now, that's not to say they're going to go get Aaron Rodgers today or they're going to go trade for Lamar Jackson, but, but it means that, in, you know, in that basic stuff, uh, they're, they're handling it. They're, they're, they're getting it done. And, and the, you know, how many times have we seen incompetence around here? You know, huh. basic, basic competence should be celebrated. Talking with our friend Mike Phillips from the Richmond Times-Dispatch. You can give him a follow at Michael P. RTD. Um, the skeptics of the Payne deal will point out that his highest production came in a contract year and that you've already paid John Allen. How much are you going to invest in defensive tackle? What do you say to both of those claims? You're not paying him a dime after he turns 30 in this new deal. You're, you're getting a guy who's very much playing 
in the prime of his career through the entire deal. I, I, I don't see any, I mean, look, there's always going to be that thing. Guys play better in contract years. Well, sure. But in reality, you can't let everybody be on a contract year every year. Nobody wants to play for your football team. When right. you do that, uh, he, he's, he, He's very much in the prime of his career. And, I mean, this isn't one of those baseball deals where, like, you know, that he's going to be collecting Social Security checks and still on payroll. Like, I, your last year of the deal, he's still in his 20s. He, he's still theoretically playing really good football for you. And I, I think the 49ers have shown it, there's really no such thing as too much talent up front. I, I mean, just the way they've constructed their defensive line, I haven't heard anybody say, well, boy, you know, the 49ers have a bunch of really good defensive linemen. How could they possibly field the rest of the football team? You know, they're, they're finding a way to do it. And huh. it, as the salary cap rises, you know, we're, we're going to talk a lot about the salary cap here in the next few days. In a, a rising cap league, every deal you sign becomes a better deal every year it's on the books. You know, Deron Payne's making more than Jonathan Allen. Is he better than Jonathan Allen? I don't know. We can get somebody smarter than me and break that down. I think they're both pretty dang good. I think they're probably both deserving about equivalent, you know, about an equal deal. One of them was up this year. One of them was up last year. And whoever's up next year is going to get a bigger check than these two have gotten. So, I mean, in an economy where the money goes up every year, lock a guy in, and, and it's it's smart now to, to save later. I think I think the, the number's going to go up before the end of the week. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> I don't think Payne, by the end of the week, will be the second highest paid defensive tackle. Yeah. Yeah. You look at it, so copycat league, obviously, we talk about that every year. Good teams are winning by getting after the quarterback. Good teams are winning by being stout against the run. Man, how many times did we hear that this year? Being stout against the run was just super important to teams this year. That's the market this is happening in. It's it's a market where those guys are valued. And, you know, you look at it's same deal with quarterbacks. The Rams win with Matt Stafford. Everybody's got to go get a Matt Stafford. These guys trade for Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan. You know, just the market goes bananas. Yeah, you got to go get one of those guys. Now we see some teams, you know, Jalen Hurts makes the Super Bowl. Some other rookie-level guys get closer. Oh, you got to build. You got to build. You know, the, the 49ers get there with Brock Purdy. Oh, you, you got to build. You got to build. Start with the run, build out. You know, and, and it's a copycat league. And right now, what they're copying is beast out against the run. Actually, it is. Uh, I saw a lot of people, uh, and they, they've been having all kind of little rumors. We know at this time, ownership sale and all. Many people believe a deal that's been done. I've seen that in places. I don't buy it just yet. But when this deal comes out this quick, does it make you think that something may be already in the works? I mean, I think they're down. I think they're down to the end. I, I, I don't. I don't believe that a deal is like signed, sealed, and delivered by any stretch. But I can. I mean, I think this thing's happening and is going to happen. I mean, that, that's the headline for me from the last few weeks of news and stories and talking to people. This is not how, – how many times are we going to need to say this, by the way? This is not a smoke. This is not nothing. This is not, you know, Charlie Brown getting the football pulled back by Lucy. Like, this is an actual legitimate financial process that is going to end with the sale of the Washington Commanders football team. And I don't know the specific dates and details and amounts. Uh, you know, that that's all going to come out soon, but – I think that's a big enough news item that it, that it's worth saying again. This is a legitimate process, and it's going to end with them selling the Washington Commanders football team. Like that's a heck of a piece of news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I, I plus when you start digging in a little further, and and you know Dan doesn't have to come up with most of this cash, and I, I just think people get the 
I don't know how to say this, but like the appetite for news surrounding this sale, the appetite for news surrounding any NFL sale on a national level is high, on a local level is extremely high. And then you add in the layers of salaciousness and sensationalism with Dan Snyder, Congress, sexual harassment, like Jeff Bezos. You know what I mean? Like there's all these multiplying factors that make the appetite for news on this thing so you know, so ravenous. Like, did the New York Post report on the Denver sale at all? You know what I mean? Like, was the Wall Street Journal and Charles Gasparino, like, were they involved in the Broncos? Because this is just a different thing. And, and go, go ahead, please. I mean, we're, we're, we're going to be in Phoenix in a couple of weeks, man. It's going to be the only thing discussed at these league meetings. It's going to be the only thing on the board. It's all anybody wants to talk about. I mean, you know, we go to league events. It's all anybody ever asks us about. I, I think, like, as a journalist, and, and, you know, you, I think you feel this too, JP. Like, normally, when we report about football, and we talk to people. We talk to agents, players, coaches, whatever. Like, generally speaking, they shoot straight with us. Like, generally speaking, when we go gather information, we can bring it back and be like, yeah, that guy was shooting straight. You know what's like, real? You know what isn't? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you generally got a pretty good smell test on, like, ah, you know, that, that, that guy's playing this is a different world talking to people about this. You're like people who are well-connected are still lying to you. And you know, they're lying to you because, because there's billions of dollars on the line here. Like any, even a minor movement in the sale price here could be $300 million. Wow. Like, which is an unfathomable amount of money to you or me. Right. Uh, not to, not to be obviously, but you know, to, to the rest <laughs> of us. <laughs> It's, it, I hear you. you know, they're, they're, <laughs> their little statements can move these markets, and it's just so crazy to untangle what what's what as everybody's trying to get their little squeeze out. And I think and, they and, know they know who knows what. And there are aggrieved parties. There are people with agendas <laughs> that yeah. can come from a place of authority that can tell a reporter something, and they'll go with it because yeah. all right, like this person has you know, like. That's why, I mean, the actual reporting I've done I'm, is one story in January that so far checks out pretty damn well. I said Harris was the front runner. I said Bezos hasn't actually made a bid. I said this thing's going to happen in a relatively timely fashion. I, I stand by all that. Um, I don't, like, you, this, like the league's going to seize his property. No, they're not. You know how long the line of lawyers would be? <laughs> it, it, it's, it's happening. Just let it play out. The, the NFL can't vote him out, and they understand that because you, you can't run the risk of a judge who doesn't understand football saying just put the team in a holding company for four years while we sort this out. Right. Like it just, you, you can't run a professional football league that way, and that could happen. Like That's an outcome that could happen it is there, we don't know who the owner of the team is, and it just floats along aimlessly for three or four years. You, you can't have that, and so – I think they've navigated this as well as they possibly could have in, in this segment of things. Now, look, they had so many opportunities to do this over the past decade. They've had so many moments. The Wilkinson report, um, you know, the, the loans, the, the, the investigation. They've had so many times where they could go to him and say you're done that they haven't. That they're really paying for that now by having to unwind it all at once. But I, I find no fault with the way the NFL is getting things done quietly behind the scenes and, and by all accounts. It's happening. It doesn't need to go to a vote because they're bleeding him dry financially. Mm-hmm. Like th- th- that's the difference. And it's 
it's not the inability to pay to Ron Payne. That's not what it's about. What this is about is the is the money, the political juice, and the wherewithal to build a new stadium so you can truly cash in. Every Fortune 100 company in this country has a D.C. office so they can lobby and pay off the politicians. All of those companies would get a suite at a new downtown dope stadium, and they'd be paying seven figures annually. Mm-hmm. Easy. That ain't happening because you can't get the stadium done. Without the stadium, this thing is not financially viable for Dan. That's just the reality. We can make it about a billion other things. The league has proven, proven that the sexual harassment and allegations and toxic culture, they didn't even put out a report. They didn't even put out a report. They put out a 150-page report on, on deflated footballs. They've proven what they care about. They care about money. Hmm, totally. Preach, pre, preach on. I, I will say this, though. I, I think that part of the high sale price, though, and part of Bezos not getting it is whoever buys in is going to need to recoup a lot of this investment in the new stadium. And that leads me to believe that D.C. may not end up being the front runner here just because you can do so much you, more Are you Virginia back on these airwaves trying to tell us this thing's going to Virginia? Are, are, you, are you back on your BS, Mr. No. Phillips? I, you're looking at an ownership group with two Bethesda boys, JP. I, I'm, <laughs> what, are we sleeping on Maryland right now? I'm, I'm I've never slept you, on Maryland. I think you and I have a steak dinner bet on if this thing ever gets built. I, I, I'm, I'm excited to have the steak because it will, even, if I, even if I'm buying the steak, it will mean a stadium exists, and that will make me happy. You want to hear my, my long-term theory for this thing? Yes. Bring it. The practice facility stays in Virginia. And Phillips, you probably know this as well as I do. When are, are they in Virginia? Are they in bed with FanDuel or DraftKings? I can't remember which one. FanDuel. FanDuel. It's it's FanDuel in Virginia. When they got when FanDuel got their license, if you recall, the yep. the Commanders, the football team, the Redskins, whoever they were at the time, like nominated them for that license. Yeah, they worked it. And Phillips, you probably know this. It's written into law in Virginia that the Commanders organization gets a little on the back end every year, as long as that yep. exists. As long as, as long as they're in Virginia. So you want to know a secret? They're staying in Virginia. <laughs> I think, I think that here's, this is my theory. You could call it informed or not. I think they eventually sell Ashburn, move a little bit closer in, get an office in D.C. for their business offices. Like the ticket sales people, the, like, get, start having some people that work in the city. Mm-hmm. So then you're paying some taxes in the city. Eventually, they get back to RFK, and here's here's my my finale. Whatever's happening at FedEx Field, I'm telling you, they're not going to be able to get out of there by 27. So the new ownership is going to come in. They're going to say, all right, we're new owners. We're good people. We're going to spend a little money at this dump. They're going to agree to a $75, $80 million (laughs) revitalization of FedEx Field, which the only jurisdiction that's had money on the table throughout this process is Prince George's County. There you go. Everybody else talks about money. Prince George's County has it. They're going to probably go 50-50, if not PG County picking up two-thirds, and they're going to work at FedEx and devise some plan long-term where they're going to develop that thing into a ton of practice fields with an amphitheater. There's there's all sorts of development plans over there. And eventually, you maybe not all of it, but you do a week of training camp in Landover. You you give you do OTAs in Landover. You do something to reward the money you get long term. And thus, 
the Washington Commanders are truly the DMV's team. They got they got a foot in every pot like a bar stool. What do you say to my long-term theory, Mr. Phillips? Hey, the NFL has made a killing getting every TV network out there and enough games to last. So there's something to be said for, for being in every one. Uh, I'll, I'll hit two quick ones. One is obviously they do sell the Ashburn land because it's so valuable. It's more valuable to developers into data centers than it is to a football team. So it, it just makes sense to get out of Ashburn. I think they'll unwind that to, as quickly as possible. What's a place in wrestling you've always talked about? Oh, the quarry. Um, I think that I would not sleep on the Anacostia Park site uh, for a downtown stadium. Um, it creates a stadium district. I, I think it has fewer political obstacles. Um, You're saying across would, the river from Nats Park? That's correct. Yeah, I, I that's would, fair. I would not. I would not sleep on that site um, when, when they come to the table to pick. And you can sell it as job creation, economic redevelopment east of the river, which has been lacking for a very long time. No, no doubt. Um, it's it, it's going to happen. And I think what's what's exciting is we, we were all braced for this, like, you know, great, like, three-horse race here. And I think it'll actually happen now, uh, you know, uh, under the new ownership, whereas previously we covered it was like, oh, yeah, uh, Virginia's out. Oh, Snyder's don't like Maryland. Oh, D.C.'s out. You know, everything just kind of fell off the table. Um, I'll, I'll be curious to see what the league and these guys do. And, I mean, it, it's going to involve taxpayer money, so that means the Super Bowl's coming. So, uh, you mm-hmm. know, just uh, we'll, we'll put that on a long-term calendar. That'll be a good one. Hey, tell your Kansas Jayhawks to take it easy, all right? Round one, just just chill a little bit. Let everybody have fun. <laughs> we're, we're rooting for the home team here. <laughs> they're, not right. gonna, they're not gonna take it easy i'm just saying man i'm just saying let, let a good it's, story uh, be a good uh, story all right J, jp knows i never let a good trip go to waste if if they make it through and nobody's counting it nobody's counting their chickens but if they make it through they're playing in vegas next weekend <laughs> right before we're right before we're out west for the owners meeting oh i know I, you'll don't, be there don't, on his don't way, think that went unnoticed JP. you're gonna make a little pit stop <laughs> we'll uh we'll call bees we'll see if we get you set up with some tickets out in vegas thank you for the time buddy. all right bro take care later that's our guy, Mike Phillips. Give him a follow at Michael P. RTD. How about this? Some interesting. Last week, we talked about the contract Daniel Jones signed. Mm-hmm. A little more interesting than we were first led to believe. I'll explain exactly what that means when we return. Be Mitchell Finley, 1067 The Fan. Um, Landfill, have you seen the footage of Anthony and Linnell playing basketball? Linnell was out of shape after the, I mean, he was out of breath after the first shot. And it. And Anthony shot that. It was um, Linnell it, can't play. He, it, this this is walking ball. If you're at all interested, check it out. Hoffman did a great job putting a video together. We on this program guaranteed Anthony would win, and it was so obvious within 30 seconds of watching. Not to mention Linnell was an hour late to their game. Yeah, um, like he doesn't work. So when maybe when Ant gets here, maybe when Hoffman gets here, maybe when Linnell gets here, maybe later in the week, we need to address that. Linnell arrogance level is off the charts, and it's clearly just trying to overcompensate for what used to be a good athlete. Yeah. That's my quick. He's no longer that. Quick take on it. I think 85 pounds ago, Linnell was a pretty good basketball player. Now, the New York Giants. That's a lot of pounds. What's that? A lot of pounds. <laughs> the New York Giants. I meant to text you. Saturday night, I weighed in under two bills. Um, the New York football Giants last week gave – what I think you could argue is a lot of money to Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. A little more has come out, and I think this makes it a lot more advantageous to Big Blue, frankly. 
it is significantly, significantly incentive heavy. So basically, the structure of the contract, this is from Albert Breer, Sports Illustrated. The Giants worked this deal with a complex set of incentives. Mm -hmm. The key is the contract probably maxes out in money he's definitely going to get at about 35 mil a year. But there are incentives that could get it up to $63 million. Like there's $63 million out there for the taking. In one year? No, over the course, over the life of the contract. Okay. But roughly he's going to be making 35 a year. And when you talk about, it's the same thing we talked about with Payne, whether you think he's a top five guy, a top 10 guy. Daniel Jones is certainly not a top five guy. Probably, right, I don't even think he's a top 10 guy. He's not. But when you look at that contract, it's like, oh, my God, he's going to be making 40 a year. That just on the surface level puts him at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, at the ninth highest paid quarterback anyway. Mm-hmm. And if you factor in whatever Lamar is going to get eventually, that bumps him down to 10. And every time a new quarterback comes up, it's only going to keep kicking him down the list. If Burrow gets a deal, if Hertz gets a deal, I think Hertz will definitely get a deal. Burrow, maybe they wait another year because the Bengals are a notoriously cheap organization. We'll see. I don't think they want to be cheap with him, though. I agree. I wouldn't. Yeah. I, Burrow, I'd give get anything him he wanted to. Now. Right. I'd give Yesterday. him a back rub. But all of a sudden, you're getting Daniel Jones. I think by the end of by the end of March, Daniel Jones is probably the 12th highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And if you look at this, again, this is from Albert Breer, Sports Illustrated. So much of this money is tied up in incentives. So listen to this. Playoff bonuses. Up to a max of $17.5 million over the life of the contract is tied up in playoff bonuses. So this, as we get into it, we are 24 minutes away from the legal tampering period opens. Ignore the first number you hear. The first number you hear is an agent leaking the maximum possible dollar amount. Yeah, they ought to always leak that. But the thing about it is you make a player dedicate himself when he know he got some incentives on that thing. Now now listen to some of these. For each season of the deal, there's for these are a possible for each season of the deal. All of these incentives require a sixty five percent playtime requirement. Mm-hmm. So, like, if Jones gets hurt and whoever the backup is up there, I don't know who it is. Say it's – well, I think it was Teddy Bridgewater maybe, whoever it is. Teddy. So, whoever it is, and Teddy comes in, they have a great year. DJ's not getting the, the bonuses here. But if he plays 65% of the snaps and they achieve these goals, he gets it. Yeah, because if he play, if he gets hurt and somebody else comes in, they're going to make sure he doesn't come back in for a certain period of time, just like happened last year in, in uh, this city. Right. So each year he can make he can make five hundred grand for making the playoffs if the Giants make the playoffs. Seven hundred fifty thousand for winning the NFC East. Mm-mm. Ready for this? One million dollars for winning a playoff game. Wow! Or if they get the buy, if they're the one seed. So they get a buy, he gets paid. Yeah. Oh man, I don't think that's gonna happen. But- $1.25 million, a mil and a quarter, if they win two playoff games or a playoff win and a bye. All right. $1.5 million for winning the Super Bowl. But you know, I'm what, honestly what, surprised what I, the Super Bowl I, what, number is not higher. What I like about a lot of those incentives, although he will be getting the check, they're team things. Totally. 
And so anybody that wants to argue process over results, the Giants clearly value results. Yeah. Not process. <laughs> like, hey, you go out there and get us here, we don't mind paying you. This I find really interesting, too. For each of the playoff bonuses hit, the following year's base salary escalates by that same amount. So, dude, just say they win a play. This past year, they won a playoff game. Mm-hmm. That would mean he makes an extra mil this year. Yeah. And next year, my base salary is a mil higher. Yeah. I had, I had, oh, and I could get the same thing. I had a deal like that where. With which I team? Got, I got a, Washington. I got a certain amount per game that I played. And then the next year, that went on my salary. You know what I'm saying? So, let's say, just make it, let's say you went out and you did $150,000 with the bonuses. Boom. Then the next year, you get that also on, on your salary. Right. Now. Made a brother run. <laughs> <laughs> of the playoff bonuses, a maximum of $5 million can be earned in any one year. So, technically, let's say they won the Super Bowl. You'd get a mil and a half for winning the Super Bowl, five hundred for making the playoffs, so that's two. Another one for winning a playoff game, that's three. Another one and a quarter for winning two playoff games. So you're now at four and a quarter. And then that'd go on his salary the next year. And then all that would go on his salary. Woo! I, I I think it's entirely possible for Daniel Jones to But you know why they do it like that too? Like, it's kind of, what was it? The amount of money, the salary that's, that that could be earned easily, that adds into the salary cap. The ones that could be difficult, right. it doesn't add, doesn't affect right. the salary cap. So I he, think the playoff bonuses would count. I think the performance escalators if he went, are different. If he went to the Super Bowl, nobody expecting the Giants to go to the Super Bowl. They probably like, man, that was, that that wasn't something that was about to be made. Here's the other thing: if they go to the Super Bowl and win it, they don't care. They're probably negotiating a new contract anyway. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Um. There's also a ton of performance bonuses and escalators here. This past year, Daniel Jones threw 15 touchdown passes in the NFL. One five. I think Heineke had 16 in a lot fewer starts. I'm going to pull that up real quick. But they're clearly at least trying to pay to incentivize more touchdowns. All right, Daniel Jones finished with 15 touchdowns this past season. Carson Wentz had 11 and Heineke had 12. Wasn't that far ahead. Mm-hmm. If DJ could throw 19 TDs or finishes in the top 15 in touchdown throws, that's 250 grand. Oh. If he could throw 25 or finish in the top 10, 375K. What did I say? Multiple streams of income. It's always good. <laughs> Passing yards this past season, Daniel Jones' numbers were down. I think he averaged a buck 80 a game, something like that. Now, they had really bad weapons. All right, he had 3,200 passing yards this season, 200 a game. If he can get into the top 15 in passing yards, 250 grand. Mm. Or even just go to 3,300. If he can throw for 3,800 passing yards, $375,000. Those are very doable numbers, man. Like, for instance, the commander's... Two three quarterbacks passed for almost thirty eight hundred yards. They passed mm-hmm. for three thousand seven hundred eighty three yards last year. How many he got to get? Thirty eight hundred. He makes three hundred seventy five k. Should have stuck with that quarterback thing. Now <laughs> this is where I definitely yeah you should have dude. 
this is where I definitely think he could hit some money, is total yardage when they equate his run yardage in. 3,700 total yards makes 250 grand. He, I think he did that last year. 3,700? When it's 3,800 passing and he gets Van Lowe, he's about to make him some cheddar. And just like the other bonuses, anything he hits goes into his base salary the following year. Mm-mm-mm. The more we learn about this deal the Giants gave Daniel Jones, I don't like saying this, but the better it looks for the New York Giants. <laughs> Definitely. High noon, tampering season opens. We're going to have all the news as it breaks. Next, it's Landfill's Oscars pop quiz. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> hey, it's Brian Mitchell here. This March, take your first shot at College Hoops with FanDuel Sportsbook and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right, just bet 20 bucks on the bracket and you'll land $200 in bonus bets win or lose. That's 200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to point spreads to that 5 versus 12 seed matchup you've been eyeing. All on the app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. There's no better place to bet the tournament than FanDuel. Sign up today by going to FanDuel.com slash Brian and make every moment more with FanDuel all tournament long. FanDuel Sportsbook with the Fisher Partner, 1067 The Fan. You have to be 21 years old, the president of Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as a non withdrawable bonus bet that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Oh, dude, I love what's about to start happening. Oh, it's about to get crazy. 11 minutes till the tampering period opens. How about this? Atlanta. In the last 10 minutes, Arthur Smith, if you remember how good Jonu Smith was for the Titans before the Pats signed him to a big money deal, Arthur Smith was the offensive coordinator in Tennessee. Guess where Jonu just went? Atlanta, where Arthur Smith is the head coach. Hot Atlanta making moves. Landini, I got another one for you. Who's the quarterback? Yeah, haven't figured that one out yet. (laughs) Desmond Ritter? He may be, man. Falcons just signed... I believe he plays left guard. Chris Lindstrom to a five-year, $105 million extension with $63 million fully guaranteed. Mm. 21 a year? 21 AAV? When you when you believe in a player, lock him up. Lock him up, baby. Isn't that what, didn't Trump always used to yell that? Lock him up. Mm-hmm. That's what they're doing in the NFL. All right. Before we go full NFL, if a... We're very culturally relevant on this program. When I think of cinema, when I think of the arts, I think of me and B. Mitch. Don't you? Last night was the Oscars. Not really. Um, I paid zero attention. Apparently, Brian watched it, which is still. I I didn't watch all of it. If I could have gotten odds on that, I would have. I I live in a house with a wife and my my 23-year-old daughter's at home. So I was downstairs trying to watch it. They wanted to watch it. I went. Back upstairs to watch the uh, selections. Then I come back downstairs, and guess what was on? So I had to watch it with them. I wasn't going back upstairs just to run upstairs again. And they didn't have any good sports on last night any damn way. The golf tournament was over. I had already played 36. I complained. Landini, without further ado, uh, ask us some uh, Oscars questions. We're ready. Okay, uh, last night was the 95th Oscars, Academy Awards, also known as the Oscars. And uh, I think I'm going to go with six questions here. Mm. You ready? Yeah. What channel was the Oscars on? 
I think I know this. That was channel. It, Jimmy Kimmel hosted his shows yeah, on ABC. On I think it's channel seven. That's for P. Mitch. You watched it. I just watched TV. <laughs> and there you go, JP. You are correct. One point to JP. Uh, the Oscars was on Channel 7 last I got night. A, when I got home and my wife was watching the House Channel instead of the Oscars, I was pleasantly stunned. Mm. Maybe not stunned. Pleasantly surprised. Who won Best Actor? That was already done when I got in there, when I started watching. Mm-hmm. I have an answer that I believe will technically be correct. Wasn't it the guy on uh, Everything Everywhere? No, he was a supporting actor. A man. <laughs> it's not wrong. I mean, you're technically correct, but <laughs> neither of you know who won Best Actor. No. I don't even know who was nominated. What? Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise was not nominated. Okay, good. Give me the nominees. Bill Nighy. Bill Nye, the science guy? That's who won it. Paul Mezcal. Colin Farrell. Austin Butler. Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser, Brendan, for, Fraser? Brendan Fraser for the whale. The mummy? Yeah, Brendan Fraser is, in fact, the winner. School ties? For the whale. Although I'm going to give you guys both a, a losing horn because neither but, of you well, do not that. right with the movie, though. Yeah. The whale. After I told you you got it right. But you didn't tell me the whale. Best supporting actress. That's the lady with the short hair. What's her name? I go with I don't that know also. her real name. I, I also think it's the lady with the short so the hair. Short, short, like white color hair. She's uh, been in there for, that was her first time winning the Oscar in 40 years. 40 years? She had never won one. That was her first one. Oh, I thought she won one 40 no, years ago. No, she never won, won one. Another that one. That was her first time winning one. All right, who's the lady with the short hair? Melanie Street? Meryl Street? No, not Meryl Street. Not Meryl Street. When she said her name, I'm going to know it, but, uh, uh, but I can't much think of her name now. I'm going to give you guys both the, the losing horn again because... You clearly don't know who this is. Hey, but still, am I am I right on the description? It is Jamie oh, Lee Curtis. That yeah. works. The description is mostly correct. That she was in True Lies. She has sure. a hot striptease. I also think she was. There's some weird story about how she was born, right? Landfill is that like an internet rumor? What are you talking about? Well, you never. I've heard if she was eh, born. Eh, 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 eh. I just did the classes. You can't be saying stuff when you don't know the facts. Yeah. Don't don't throw it out there. Yeah. I, I'm saying. I'm saying. I'm Google help it, you out. Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, you could Google it. And keep it to yourself. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna tell you, as I was taking my test yesterday for legal stuff, Landfield, mm-hmm. this dude right here need to take that test. <laughs> <laughs> he, he fails everything. <laughs> uh, how many Oscars did Top Gun Maverick win? Uh, I think they won. I think it won zero or maybe one. Did it, it might have won like best sound effects? It, it or was something. just one for I, think the, I saw that the, on the, Twitter. They had something on the what's it called the the. We have one. B. Mitch is correct. One. That's what I said. You said, you said one, or, one two. or zero. You got to pick one. <laughs> uh, so they, it actually won best sound. Top Gun Maverick. What else? Uh, what movie won best costume design? Boom. Uh, Wakanda. Wakanda Forever. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. That's that the second one. She won one for the same thing last time. For the first one? They won for the first one? Okay. Yep. Her mom passed away, and she's 101 years old. I feel like this is kind of a layup here. So if you don't get this, both of you should be shot. Well, I'm not going to go that far. That's pretty extreme, but uh, you should be humiliated. For what? Best visual effects. What movie won for best visual effects? The Little Blue People. Avatar? Avatar. The Way of Water. Correct. Yo, Avatar. 
The first Avatar kind of sucked. I have no mm-hmm. idea why it's such a big deal. Yeah, I would. Well, because a lot of kids love it. Uh, and then lastly, <laughs> kids. this is the <laughs> most important question. How much would you have to pay me to get me to watch the Oscars? Uh, <laughs> $100. You would watch it. <laughs> I think if we gave you 86 bucks, you would watch. <laughs> Whoops. $86? You think I'm that cheap? Yeah. Yeah. No, 265 is the correct answer. <laughs> well, Give guess me what? The, you won't be watching the Oscars. No. Give me the nominees for best picture. I just want to see if I've seen any of them. All right. If, uh, you know what? If all four of us have seen any of I them. I want to see how many you've even heard of for best picture. Okay. Here we go. There's 10 of them. Women talking. No, I, that's my house. Never heard of it. I, every day I hear it. Yeah, I got a wife and two daughters. Whatever. Triangle of Sadness. That is DC Sports. Never heard of it. Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Saw it in yeah. the theater, baby. Yeah. That's yeah. the best picture. Heard of it. I've Didn't heard of see it. it. Uh, exactly. Can y'all believe that? Tar, I'm guessing. Nah, I, I thought they, had, they, had, they, they did Tarzan and they took off. But there's a little accent over the yeah, A, so I don't know how it's pronounced. Tarzan, I've heard of. I don't know. They have tar pits in Los Angeles, apparently. The Fablemans. No. No. Elvis. Heard of it. Heard of it. The Banshees of Inishirin. That, that movie right there, I never heard anything or saw anything even on the TV about it. Mm-hmm. I'm convinced half of these are made up. I... The Banshees of, in- of the insurance. insurance. Ed Sheeran? No, in, no I, I kept saying it like that. It's I-N-S-H-I-R-E-N. Something like that. Ed Sheeran. Heard of him. Uh, Avatar, The Way of Water. Yeah, heard, heard of it. it. Never saw it. Certainly not going to see it. All Quiet on the Western Front. The, uh, no. the war movie? Yeah. That joint's 100 years old. The one that came out last year is they not, made though. a new one. Yeah, I've read that book. Everything, everywhere, all at once. They won seven. Movie. They won yeah. seven Oscars, but I never. They were the it. winners. By is the that way. a sci-fi joint? Couldn't they won, tell you if my life depended on it. Best actress, mm-hmm. supporting actor, best supporting director. actress, director. Uh, those two guys went up there again. The little dude. What did he had on the back of his shirt? Punk on the back of his jacket or something? Like, well, I didn't y'all watch. didn't see it. And that was your Oscars Roundup. Thanks for the pop quiz, Landini. If you need any more Oscars info, please feel free to call Jeff. We might not know names. We know descriptions. Call Jeff on his cell phone. Don't go anywhere. The legal tampering period is about to open up.